The idea of this podcast is simple, discipleship. We want to bring the gospel message about how to interact with your coworkers, your culture, your friends, everyone around you in a biblical way, which is, in essence, discipleship. What did Jesus do when he came to this earth? He took the devil's stuff. The Bible actually teaches that the world is becoming increasingly covered with the knowledge of the glory of God. That should change everything in the mind of a Christian. Instead of thinking about all the ways society is failing, we should think about all the ways society must be, as Psalm 1101 tells us, put underneath the feet of Jesus in victory. The Rebel Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome back to The Rebels. Part two of our Sans P Nate episodes. And can I just confess a little bit? I miss him. Oh yeah, of course. I miss him. I mean that mustache. Like I, I was going more with like his wisdom and his content. Oh. But like, um, <laughs> sure both. Like his musk as well, I yeah. guess. Um, <laughs> it's it's just not the I did same. say his mustache, not his musk. <laughs> like I'll go with his smell. I'm missing his smell. No, no it's, we just love our P Nate, oh, right? Yeah, and so sure. it's just it sucks when he's not he's not here. But I do love myself some AJ and some Wetsy who are up here in Garage Mahal with the P Nate with the P. Nope. I'm not P Nate. I'm Elder P. I can't even remember my own name without Nate here. Yeah. You and I have talked about this a few times, so we're just going to nerd out for an episode because last week we talked about some of the things we're actually we're fans of, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. And so the question obviously comes in because we ended that podcast last week talking about the idea of like we should cancel Netflix and be willing to count the cost. But then we still both recognize that there are a lot of things that we still enjoy and, and whatnot. So I just kind of, I kind of wanted to like take an episode where we just basically go old school and we just nerd out on some of the things that we're, we're kind of into. This will be more of a fun episode for people to listen to. Hopefully if you don't, if you don't like it, that's fine too. And just kind of get to know both of us a little bit. Cause we're both a bit nerdy, but before I get into that, we are the rebels and we are part of the fight, laugh, feast network. If you're not subscribing to the fight, laugh, feast network yet, what are you waiting for? Get on that. Get on Canon Plus. Start listening to the content there. Start following the Ezra Institute. Listen to the cultural reformation stuff. Start coming to Crossroads if you're in Canada. I'm just shamelessly plugging everything at this moment. I affirm um, everything you just said. Yep. Uh, go on to crossingground.ca and buy some merch. Rebel merch is on there. Were you there the week? Yeah, I think you were. Where a friend of the program, James Starkey, rolled into church wearing a Rebels t-shirt and I didn't even know it had been purchased so I was like I'm on stage because I was doing worship and I was like oh my word the guys wearing a rebel shirt and then the best part I found out he had never listened to the show oh <laughs> he just thought it was a great shirt oh I mean um, it is a good shirt wow yeah it's funny I just burned him twice but he didn't know we did a podcast so now he's listening so he'll probably eventually I, I can think this. of a couple people who they will buy any rebel merch that is available and I think of Paul our good friend Paul. Yeah. I'm expecting Paul to have a Rebel t-shirt by this time next week. For anybody who's listening, our good friend Paul, who's an airline pilot, I call him the captain. Uh, just a gem of a human. Gem of a human. Huge supporter of the show. 
His only criticism always is more content, put it out more often. So we just have to say, buy the merch, there'll be more content. (laughs) That's exactly where I was going (laughs) to that. If Paul, if you buy five shirts, we'll put out five episodes. For every shirt you purchase, we'll put out an episode. No, I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Just so you guys know, if you go there, we don't pocket the money for any of that stuff. That all goes to fund our church's vision of, we call it Antioch, building a, a, a ministry hub in Ontario where we can start to take dominion of all the surrounding towns around our big city in our area, London, Ontario. We want to take over Southwestern Ontario um, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we think a ministry hub that trains, equips pastors, trains and equips our children in a homeschool co-op to do that very thing is what's required. And we are, we've created Crossing Crown as just one of the many ways that you can start supporting the ministry of our church in that way. So if you like what we do here, know that we're doing a lot more of this on a day-to-day basis in our church. And by buying a t-shirt, you support us in, in any way. So you don't even have to be in our area to do that. That was the shameless plug in terms of like, give us money. I hate asking people to do stuff, but you know what? The Rebel t-shirts are you pretty You also get awesome. cool stuff, right? It's not just money. You actually get something pretty cool. You do get some pretty cool stuff, yeah. which will be great. So let's nerd out for a bit here, mm-hmm. my friend. This is the question that we have to wrestle with as Christians. Secular fiction, sexual, se- sexual, secular content. Where do you draw the line? You mentioned Harry Potter, and there would be many people who listen to this who would be like, Harry Potter is demonic, but you're okay with Harry Potter. Break it down for me, bro. Well, so I think with something like Harry Potter, the the issue that most people that I've heard of, anyways, that would take issue with it is the fact that there's magic, witchcraft, and same thing with Lord of the Rings. There's magic in Chronicles of Narnia. There's tons of different stuff where it's like, so is magic in and of itself a reason not to consume something? Well, the Bible has magic. Bible has good wizards, bad wizards. You go to the Moses and Aaron with the Egyptian magicians, and they're doing magic, right? So I think that by itself isn't a reason. So for me... The bigger thing would be, what is the story? What is the message that's being pushed? And I think with something like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, like it is a, a story of good versus evil. There's a bad guy that has to be conquered. I mean, there's, so you're seeing those things in, in scripture, like the overarching narrative of scripture is good guy comes to defeat the bad guy. And so for me, I don't want to obviously see any, like anything with sexual content that's off limits. You know, I don't like things that glorify violence. I'm fine reading a war book. I mean, I just read not long ago, Band of Brothers. It was like an amazing HBO show that came out probably like 10 or 15 years ago now, but it's probably some of the best media ever created. As far as I'm concerned, Band of Brothers is just incredible. So I wanted to read the source material and they talk pretty graphically about certain things that were happening to people. And I'm okay with that, but it's like, I'm not going to watch Saw or read a book about Saw where it's like literally the story is about torturing humans and the different ways that you can concoct murdering an individual. So Yeah. Like for me, that's like the big thing is like, I don't want to read something that's going to tempt me into sin. I can read a story for being a story like Lord of the Rings. I mean, God is a storyteller. Nowhere in scripture does it say that the Bible is the only story that we're allowed to consume. And I think you can also have non-believers write really good stories that can still in God's common grace to humanity be edifying and glorifying to him when they might not even realize that. Yeah. Harry Potter. I'm all for it. It's like my wife and I love Harry Potter. Don't love J.K. Rowling. I mean, she's pretty opposed to God and the gospel, but I think God can redeem that. I think there's good messages in Harry Potter, but I also wonder if like a lot of Christians, they run into the issue of thinking that every single piece of media has to explicitly mention Jesus and explicitly mention the gospel, where I just don't think that's 
the case. Otherwise, Chronicles of Narnia is off limits. That what is one of the most incredible pieces of fiction ever written. Yeah, I think you're right there. I often think it's funny that we will so quickly want to burn the books of Harry Potter and still be okay to go to the NFL game. Where it's like, we recognize that like the NFL isn't overtly Christian either. It's just as woke as J.K. Rowling. But we're okay with that because it feels like it's neutral. It's like, it, we, it feels like it's something different. Whereas like reading Harry Potter, like we don't have a category in our brain for something that's like, it's just a story. You know what I mean? It's just fiction. It's not doing anything. I think what you said in terms of like where the line gets drawn is when it starts to push a worldview that's anti-Christian. Even though Harry Potter is living in a fictional world that isn't reality, I don't think it's pushing an anti-biblical worldview. It's just telling a story that's very obviously fake. I think there are some dangers with Harry Potter where it becomes like their magic is based on incantations, which gets my willies up a little bit. Like, But it's actually very silly. Harry Potter is an interesting one because it actually starts very silly and gets very serious. And that's because our kids were aging. But like, I would cancel Harry Potter a lot more readily if things that she said later, like, oh, Dumbledore is actually a gay man and he's all the, but like, that's not actually in the, the story. Like you have to add all that stuff in. You can read Harry Potter and not even complete, like you never think, oh, like Harry is a good, like he's supposed to be this great person. Like he, he makes mistakes. Like he's not certain things. I'm also okay with Harry Potter. Would I read it to a five-year-old? No, but like, I'm okay with a, a teenager reading Harry Potter. Whereas I'm not okay with them reading. I'm trying to think of that depraved book. 50 Shades of Yeah, 50 Blue Shades or, of Gray. Is gray 50 okay. Shades of Gray. Yeah. That makes more sense than Blue. That's overtly celebrating something that's just like straight up sin. Where I don't think like Harry Potter saying that magic is real is actually sin because magic is real. Do I think people can fly on brooms? No. I think they're just being creative and imaginative, just like C.S. Lewis was, but without a Christian worldview, mm-hmm. right? What are some of the, the fictional stuff right now that you do support that you do read do you do like pay attention to there's a a particular book series that i've enjoyed and maybe it's just with all that's going on with covid a book series by uh, jack carr oh buddy i'm so in and uh <laughs> i mean like for those who don't know it's written by a guy who's a former military navy seal and he's an exceptional author and he just like reads into the story his experience so everything the main character james reese is doing is that of what a Navy SEAL would do, which is just really cool to be in like the mind of a Navy SEAL. But he's also going rogue against a corrupt government that is killing innocent people. Like I'm in some way living vicariously through James Reese. It's just like we were saying with talking about Sound of Freedom, James Reese would go and deal with people in a way that I'm not able to go and deal with people who are, you know, trafficking children. So it's like, that's a series that I love. It's well-written. That's like a big favorite of mine right now. Yeah, you got me on that. Um, And so I'm only halfway through, so don't spoil the rest of the books for me. And I'm just addicted. Like, I even want to buy his vehicle. And so, like, there's the danger of media right there. But also, like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's interesting when fiction tells a story, even if it's not hitting all of the, like, dots I know. But, like, one of the reasons that I'm I'm attracted and I'm I'm invested in the story is James Reese is a man. Mm -hmm. He's a man who takes responsibility. He's a man who deals justice out. Responsibility, justice, compassion when it's needed, and a man of action, a man of integrity, like in the story that like so far to where I am, those are things that are true about him. That makes my soul feel more connected to the series because I can look at that and be like, that is good virtues. 
even being told by a guy who's not a, I don't know anything about Jack Carr. Like if he's a Christian or not, I, no, I literally can't picture him at all. But he's telling a story about what real man is actually like from a guy who actually has the experience of putting his life on his line for his country in ways that we'll never actually understand. Well, there's a part of it where both of us kind of are like, oh, it'd be so great if I could just get in a Jeep, drive into like a jungle and just take out some drug dealers. That'd be amazing. But we also both recognize that we're not going to do that. Whereas like we can read that fictional story of James Reese doing that because we know it's fictional. It's just really great fun. I always go back to Star Wars. So when I talk about Star Wars, I want to be very clear. I go back to Star Wars ending at Return of the Jedi and picking up with the expanded universe. And if you have any clue what I'm talking about, I want to be your friend. But it's the idea of like not the crappy movies and the content they've made now. I'm talking about the, the stuff they made when they never actually thought they were going to make more movies. They were just writing books and they play on themes. And But what's, what's interesting going back now and rereading some of that is that it is the most unwoke stuff like because they weren't trying to push an agenda and a worldview on us. Now, at all times, we all know that nothing's neutral, that they are kind of doing that. But like their agenda was like Luke was searching for a wife. He was upset because he couldn't have a family. The story basically centers on Han and Leia and their children, you know what I mean, who are connected and how they're all connected. Like it's like a very wholesome, like there's nobody hooking up in the show. Like when people fall in love, they get married how far has our culture fallen from what was like just accepted virtues? Even in a fictional, there's fire light swords, but like they still recognize that marriage is a thing. And yes, there's the force, which is an evil magic power. And there's the, but there's the light and the dark. And so there's all that like idea when you go and you do darkness, which is all self-centered. It's all about self. It's self. It's, it's everything internally focused about their own desires. And then the light side is all selfless. It's all sacrificial. Even though the writers of these books aren't, generally speaking, religious or Christian in any way, because of their historical acceptance of Christian values as right and wrong, it permeates into their literature where it's like it's just accepted that being selfless is a good quality and being selfish is a bad quality, light versus dark and that battle. And even though the bad guys sometimes win, we read those stories because we ultimately all want the light to beat the darkness. And what is that? That's a Christian story. And so we can read that. And even though it's not Christian, it's not, I don't put down the Star Wars book and be like, you know, and I, I feel like I understand Romans more, but I can put down the Christian story and understand and be like, I hate darkness more. Mm -hmm. I want light to win. And that, and that sings to the post-millennial hope that we have that light will defeat the darkness on this side and all sides, right? And so like, I think there's a benefit to reading things like that. It's why I think most new things that are being created suck. Like most franchises, like they can't come up with a new idea because everybody's bought into this woke nonsense. So then they're trying to make evil good and good evil. That's the thing. Like Star Wars was successful because it was built in the vestiges of like a Christendom, right? Yes. Harry Potter, because yeah, like there's the assumption of good is better than evil. Evil is bad. Let's defeat evil. But now we have all these storytellers who are trying to somehow twist evil things to make them good. And most people aren't on for that. I think, thankfully, we still live in a, in a world where most people aren't cool with grown men sodomizing children, right? Like, thankfully. I mean, I'm thankful that I think most people wouldn't be cool with that. So, yeah, it's like, it's just interesting how now we have, I think that's why we're trying to resuscitate all these franchises because they're good stories that were built with that presupposition. But now we have all these woke people just ruining those as well, which, I mean, I know for you, Star Wars is, for all intents and purposes, it's just dead. I mean, they did the same thing with Star Trek. They did the same thing with Indiana Jones. 
And now it's just like, it's like breaking my heart. All these incredible franchises are just being destroyed. Yeah. Indiana Jones, like, I think I was having dinner with you when we talked about like that movie was coming out and I was like, I can't wait to see it. I even remember where I was sitting. You turned and was like, no, don't go see it. Like the movie now is about him being a deadbeat dad. Where in the first three movies was he even married? Yep. And then two, and like in all that time, like I'm not talking about that crappy fourth movie either, but like the idea was like, Indy was kind of a like, yeah, he was a bit of an idiot at some points, but he was kind of a man's man. And it's like, there's this idea of like, it's a venture. He's trying to fight for the good. He's rescuing the damsels in distress. Like, um, yeah, he definitely did some things that I wouldn't do morally, uh, particularly with the women. But I mean, like there was this idea, it's like it was enjoyable content that I could watch and I could like apply characteristics of Indiana Jones into my own life of like courage, mm -hmm. boldness, not being afraid to stand up for what's right. But now you watch a guy like that and it's like, it doesn't teach me how to be a man. It actually teaches me that men suck at everything, that we need women to save us from everything. Well, and that's what, that's an interesting point that you bring up about women in all these movies. I remember probably like five years ago where I started to notice, it's like, man, all these main characters are women. All of the heroes are women. And I remember saying that to my wife. She's like, you're overthinking. I was like, no, I, I think they're actually doing something here. And now you see everything. And so I remember Nate, and I, I don't know if it was in a podcast episode or just in our talking, but he was saying how his son just doesn't identify with these female characters, but yet his daughter doesn't identify with them either because she's not programmed to be this heroine who goes and fights the bad guys. So now you again have these stories that are completely unrooted from reality. I mean, there was a video game mm. series that came out and it was really popular for those who like video games. Last of Us came out a number of years ago yeah. and dystopian, post-apocalyptic zombie game, just crazy game, right? Just in terms of production value, as far as video games go, it, it was just incredibly well done. Yeah, I've played them both. Yeah, and then so, so in the second one, they, spoilers, they kill off the main character who is just like an awesome character, but also not awesome. If you get yeah. into the story, he's not as awesome. But anyways, but then it, like the second game is all about this young girl going on this murderous rampage, trying to, to avenge him. Like, that is so unrealistic yeah. that this Considering she's also like stick thin. Yeah. Like, she's just like tiny girl going in. It's just like, that's not realistic at all. And so that's not just, that's just not a good story. Cause it's not true. It's not, it's, it has no semblance in it's like, it's not rooted in reality in any way. Now, obviously a post-apocalyptic world is not really in reality. I mean, go to Philadelphia right now. It kind of looks like a, a zombie land. Oh man. You should see <clears> pictures <throat> of San Francisco. Yeah, it's right crazy. Now. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but so then it's just, you, you have these like stories and, and I mean, you know, you and I like video games and I like inappropriate amounts playing video games and all these games have like female characters. And again, I don't have an issue with a story having a female character, but it's like, it's always now. And it's like, so for me being a male, I don't, find it as compelling to want to be a female character. I'm very selective. It's not like we, either of us have a ton of time to sit down. And, like, so like we're talking like maybe an hour, if we're lucky a week that we mm -hmm. might get to do, do that. It even sounds like if we're lucky, like, like, no, it's like we choose to do other things. And like every once in a while we'll partake in this because of that. It's not like we have a ton of time to like invest in these things. So when I do that, I want to make sure I'm invested in something that I want to be invested in, which means like when a game or whatever, like makes me play as somebody who I can't identify with in any way, shape or form, even on a physical level, like, cause they're, they're a chick. I don't want to play the game anymore. There's a star Wars game coming out that looks like it could be the game that I'm like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened mm -hmm. in video gaming history. But the main character is a girl. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to be invested in that. I'm probably not even going to play it. Mm 
because I don't care. You know what I mean? Because like at the end of the day, like there's somebody listening who's like, oh, you guys are misogynists. I'm not asking girls to play as guy characters either. I think there should be options for both. Why can't you just do that? How hard is that to code in a different tune? I think the point we're trying to, to drive home is like the new things that are coming out are now changing the narrative. It's changing it to the point where there's no desire for us to enjoy these aspects of media anymore. Because like you think about it, like, what's the premise of Super Mario Brothers? It's stupid. He gets sucked into a different world to save a princess. Okay, I can get behind that. I'm a plumber who needs to save a princess. Feels like a nine to five job that I could have had. That seems like options to me. Whereas like now the games are like, you know, there's a treasure hunter who's a girl who is going to all of a sudden blow away like 45 dudes an hour with like two guns and she's 117 pounds. That's just not real. That doesn't happen. Catwoman doesn't beat Batman because she's Catwoman. We bring up video games and I'm curious, do you, have you in your experience being like pastor is there anybody who has had objections to you playing video games not yet um, no. <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure that will happen now um that's a that's nate at crossroads does it <laughs> no i'm sure there are people who would be like make the best use of your time ephesians 5 tells us make the best use of your resources you can substitute resources to time anything like that feel free to come talk to me if you have an issue with that but like the other thing is like the premise i think we're trying to drive home is that all things in measure mm-hmm. before you come and talk to somebody about like how you spend your time leisurely when it's not sin. Like, and like, if you have to think video games are just sinful, then that's a different conversation, but you best not be coming, having spent seven hours watching golf or, mm-hmm. you know, cause like, I'll tell you what I'm not doing any of that. I'm not defending it. I just mean like, we all have times where we rest. I haven't turned my PS five on in four days. That includes to watch Netflix or anything. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't happened. I bring it up cause it's interesting how, that's the thing where I've had a number of people cards on the table. Like there aren't many things I actually find more relaxing than playing video games. Mm. Like I love reading. I don't play very many video games just cause it's, a, it's time intensive. If you want to play a new game, it often can be expensive. So, but I actually find it therapeutic for me. My brain just is always going. And so to be able to just kind of disengage, participate in something, I mean, whether it's a good story or whether it's problem solving or, or whatever, But it's just interesting because it's a conversation that my wife and I have because she has just a very negative view of it because so many guys are lost in video games, Mm. right? And I I think Nate's brought it up before where it's guys don't take dominion in the real world, so they go and take dominion in these fictional worlds. But we were talking about movies, like movies in and of themselves aren't bad. It's when the content is actually sinful that that's where it becomes a problem. And But then it's not even just the content, it's the amount of time that you're investing in it. I think by nature, you do have to be cautious because the medium necessarily requires like disengaging from other people. It often requires a lot more time because some games are quite long. But I think you made a good point earlier. It's like, well, how much are you going to the golf course or the driving range or restoring your car or listening to music or playing music or reading a book or whatever it is? And so it's just interesting how we have this particular medium that is more prevalent in our day and that past generations would look at and be like, oh, you're just, you know, grow up. Hmm. It's like, well, what did your parents say to you about what you were doing? They were probably saying, well, grow up. Well, because they were doing things that you weren't doing and vice versa. So as, as generations change, it's like just those hobbies and interests change as well. So it's an interesting one. It's a conversation that we have. And I think we have, a, my wife and I, we have a pretty good balance. I don't play very many video games anymore. It's one of those things that's unfortunate where I now have the money to do the thing that I would love to do, but I don't have the time to do it. <laughs> so, I mean, like I've got video game consoles 
but I don't actually use them very much because I mean, you and I are in a reading race right now and it's pretty heated. So video games are on the back burner because we're in a race. I literally have like on my controllers, let's beat Jordan. So I'm just like, okay, I put that down. I got to read. I got to read. That's it. And and I think about playing a game in 10 hours, I could read like three books. So, (laughs) right. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not playing video games. Maybe next year, but um, (laughs) maybe next year Uh, we're playing Lord willing. This is heated. Um, That's that's how, that's how intense this has become. But Um, even like, and so not to just belabor video games. I hear, I I have the mic, so I'm going to talk. There is a good chance that there are young guys who play too many video games for you. Like you probably do need to man up a little bit and own other responsibilities. And, and you know what, there's, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Matt Chandler. Somebody had said every Christian man has all these like responsibilities in their day. You're supposed to work hard. If you're married, you're supposed to disciple your wife. You have kids, you're supposed to disciple your kids. If you're in a church, you're supposed to serve in your church, all of those things. And if at the end of the day, you can say you spent time with God, your wife, your like all those responsibilities. And if you have time left, for something like video games or watching golf or playing golf or whatever, do it, do it to the glory of God. And I think that's good. But I mean, if you are now allowing any of those things to be jeopardized because you're playing video games or watching movies or whatever it is, this is the thing that is at the absolute end of your day when you've done all the other stuff. So that's why, I mean, like you said, like you and I, we play, if all the other stuff is dealt with, cool, we'll sit down and and do that. But even also then for parents, if your son is, it's usually sons, but there's a lot of girls who play video games as well. I also think it's important not to just say that this thing that your son or daughter likes is just inherently wrong and they're just completely wasting their time. Because, I mean, during COVID, it was actually when early on for that first little bit where people were actually, I mean, we weren't sure. So there was a some semblance of caution. Mm-hmm. That was actually a real lifesaver for me where it went online and gamed with friends and we chatted and it was actually really like therapeutic. So there's things that can be good about it. So it's just like, don't throw, what's the, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because your kid plays video games or on their phone isn't necessarily bad, but maybe what you need to also do is demonstrate to them what good use of time is so that they see, oh, but dad, you just watch golf all weekend or you're at the golf course all the time. Well, we also have to lead by example in that as well. Which yeah. You can fall off the road into the ditch on either side. You can become an abolitionist like John Piper in lots of ways, right? Like I don't partake in any of this stuff. And it's like, but that's not what scripture actually calls us to. That might be what you need. Scripture tells us that we can enjoy all things to the, glor- the glory of God, all things that are permissible. So mm-hmm. like, don't hear me say you can go and sin as much as you want, but there are things that are permissible under Christ that we can enjoy, even if they're not anything particularly edifying. You know what I mean? Like so video games, like in terms of resting, maybe that's how you relax. I don't golf. At this point, I don't play any sports either. I'm old and I'm broken. Every once in a while though, I do want to play FIFA because I do like shooting the ball into the net in any facet that I can. I can't go out and physically do it. So like I, I do it there, but like all things in its proper place. If you came into my office and you asked the questions, am I playing video games too much? Those are the questions I would ask what you just asked. Like, well, is your work done? Are you sacrificing sleep so you're not actually as sober-minded tomorrow as you need it to be? Are you neglecting relationships? Are you not sharing the gospel? All these things down the list, I'd be like, if all those things are, you can, with a clear conscience, say, yes, I'm actually doing all those things, then what is the, mm-hmm. what is the problem? It's like saying, 
This is why, the, you know, those uh, those diets where people are like, I'm just going to cold turkey cut all this stuff. They work for a little while, but they don't last. Why do they not last? Because you can't actually do that. Like mm-hmm. you can't never have a piece of bread again. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have bread again. Where a consistent diet is like all things in proper portions. Yeah, I might not have bread every day, but I might have it once a week. And at the end of the day, that's not going to be. I might have a piece of chocolate cake on the weekends. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. That's what we're, I think we're saying now reading is a totally different ball game. I'm going to read at every point because I need to beat Jordan. Like that's a, just a different thing. That's manly competition <laughs> next year when I've defeated you and I've put you into your proper place for the second straight year, even though you didn't know we were in a competition last year, but we were <laughs> once that's happened and I've taken dominion over you. That's a joke and kind of gay, but like <laughs> once that's over, like it might be one of those things where it's next year. I might, might actually have more time to do that because There are times where Heather's already fallen asleep or whatever, and I'm still awake, and everything I need to do is done for the day. Generally, I have more that I could do, so I do those things. There are times where it's like, we do need to recharge and and relax. I do that currently right now through reading. Mm -hmm. Like, you might be sitting at home and do that because, oh, I just watch movies. Okay, as long as the movie isn't leading you to sin, then I think it's permissible to enjoy it. I even would say there are medias that we can enjoy with people like, you know, watch movie with your spouse where it's actually edifying time together, even though like is watching the movie better than praying? No, praying together would be more edifying, but you can't do that seven times an hour where you can watch a two hour movie and talk about it. And then you've shared, shared experience. Like we have to talk about this in the church. Like one of the things that help knit a church body together is shared experience. When we stayed open during a lot of the lockdowns, shocker if you didn't know that, when we stayed open, like a lot of the people who were there early on, we've kind of gone through a a refining time together that is a shared experience that we all remember when the OPP and we all remember when the cops came to our church. We all remember when we had to go off site to avoid the doors being locked by the government. Like we remember those experiences and they knit us together. Mm -hmm. So likewise, you and I are friends. I wouldn't think anything of it if you were like, hey, it's 9.30 on a Friday. Both of us are home. Do you want to play FIFA? I, we, you wouldn't play FIFA, but I mean like... Actually, I do like FIFA. Hey, buddy. I don't, I don't like... So, that is the only thing of soccer I do enjoy <laughs> is FIFA is actually worth your time. Yeah. Your inconsistency is my I benefit. Know. But like if you were just like, let's play against each other. Now you would probably wreck me because I'm slow and uncoordinated. But I mean like the game that we're actually doing would be less impactful than just the time that's yeah. spent together. I used to... I had a good friend named Kobe. We would play a game together maybe once every couple of weeks or once every week or whatever at the stage of life we were in, it was online together. And like, I couldn't tell you anything that ever happened in the game. I can't remember even the game. I remember all tons of conversations we had and we actually became very good mm-hmm. friends because we spent a lot of time just talking. Well, it's funny before Marvel decided to go all crazy woke and just output garbage. I mean like infinity war and end game were kind of like the end game was the, the end to the me pinnacle like, of, I mean, Spider-Man afterwards was cool. And so the thing that was really interesting about that, as you're talking about this kind of stuff, unifying a good friend of mine now, like Sean Morrison at the church, our friendship really started because we both kind of were into watching the Marvel movies. And then it was always about, we always go to the next one. So then a group of us would go to all the Marvel movies and we would like talk about it. And it just was like a thing that shared interest that we all had. And it's like, I mean, he is now still one of my good friends. It was through that shared love of, something nerdy like Marvel movies. I remember watching Infinity War with all the guys in our like squad, whatever you want to call us. <laughs> and when- Your you gang. Know, yeah, like, but when that moment where, again, spoilers, when everyone dies and we just kind of were looking at each other 
And like, that's just like a moment we now have of just being in the theater when it was dead silent. And then the credits come, it's like, wait, what, what just happened? And so anyways, it's just, this stuff is, it can be like good and like relational building yeah. and, you know, with brothers and sisters. And yeah, I think it, it can be a, a blessing. I saw Endgame with my good friend, Sam. Sam's guy comes to the church and we were at a conference, a Christian conference. After the conference, we got tickets. And so we went from the conference to the movie. Great time. You know what I mean? It was like, we watched this movie. Great movie. Quite enjoyed it. And then discussing, but like, what was the discussion after? Was the discussion after was like, oh, it's interesting that they like mentioned like, and so I'm using Endgame. Endgame, everybody's seen by now. Where they have like some throwaway lines in that movie about like, oh, there's whales back in the Hudson River for the first time. Pollution is down because of what Thanos did. Now the movie never plays up on that because it's bad writing. Where it's like, no, they, they should have actually played on the idea of like, now the heroes have to start questioning was Thanos right? Because his goal was to say like climate change, which I don't even believe in, but I mean like in the movie, that's kind of the goal, right? Like resources are scarce. If I kill half the things I've saved the other half. So is do the ends justify the mean answer that question? Mm -hmm. Like as a Christian, and this is where the discussion ended. It's like the ends don't justify the means because I'm not permissible to go and murder all the pedophiles to stop pedophilia because that's not my role. I'm not the one who's told to bring the sword. Uh, maybe I shouldn't use pedophiles for the exact, but like the ends don't justify the means. We have to play within the rules that God has ordained for us. Whereas like Thanos didn't have to do them. And like the movie doesn't play on that thing, but that's where our discussion went. And then like, so we took something that was not redeemed and not that we redeemed Endgame, but we did at least talk about things that were redemption. And like, don't get me wrong, I don't watch every episode of Seinfeld that I watch and stop the program after. And we're like, okay, everybody, uh, what was the lie that like, but there is that idea of like, if you filter everything through the cross, you filter everything through the Christian worldview, your mind can be doing that even as you're watching and, mm -hmm. and absorbing those things. Because even when we're relaxing, our minds don't shut up. All of a sudden I'm not empowered by the spirit just because I'm taking a break. We also have to be on guard that we're not all of a sudden like, hey, I'm relaxing now, so I'm just going to absorb a whole bunch of crap either. No, not at all. Like if I eat two bags of chips just because I'm on relaxed time doesn't mean that I don't have yeah. calories to burn off tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like I do. You know yeah. So you got to be on guard. Yeah. That was a lot about nerding stuff. If you have any complaints, that's Jordan at crossroads.ca. I don't even know if that's true. That's not it. So just go ahead. Say yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> crossroads.ca. Sure. Email me. How do I not know? See what happens. Like, yeah, yeah. Just email Jordan. That's it. <laughs> we are the Rebels. I hope you enjoyed this like goofy fun episode that we had. We will be back next week to talk more cosmology. And Mustache Man will likely be back. Hopefully Sans Mustache though. Mm. Oh yeah, because it'll be post the wedding. It'll be post wedding. Wow, that'll um, be interesting. Like that, baby face, will he do it? I hope not. Like uh, so much of his authority was derived That's from the true. beard. It's true. Yeah, anyway, we talk about him a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. Anyway, peace guys. Peace guys.